Hey, this is the Bridging Realities podcast with your hosts, Danielle Polgar and Eugenia Crock. Bridging the esoteric and the practical concepts of astrology into everyday life. We're happy you're hanging out with us and we hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're doing a little impromptu meeting of our realities here, bridging our (laughs) worlds that are differing today to talk about the election and where we're at in this present moment and to bring in some astrological perspective for everyone as well as to what's going on. And yeah, so where do we begin, Eugenia? Where do you want to start? Well, uh, today is, what is today? Wednesday, November 9th, 2016. Uh, we are just coming off of the most historical president election in U.S. history, which isn't a long history, right? Or like we were speaking earlier and Danny pointed out, and it's obvious that we are a pretty young country, but nevertheless... This is a historical day. So it might be interesting to describe the climate that I'm experiencing in Denver, Colorado right now, uh, and then what you're experiencing in Santa Fe to see just the different climate, um, maybe both internally and externally. And then we can talk about what's happening Um, and try to get a little bit more clear for people about who, how, why, and what. (laughs) Yeah, we're just kind of shooting some ideas around and see what resonates with you. You know, we're definitely not here to tell you how to feel or anything like that, but just more um, reflect what might be coming up for you in this time of change and this, yeah, this historical moment that we're all a part of. So, so yeah, um, I don't know. I've had a wonderful day, honestly, (sighs) and I know that must be really hard for a lot of people to hear, but I am not rattled in the same way that I have seen people express themselves online today. And I have been following this election very closely Um, and stayed up very late last night to watch the whole thing and listen to Trump's speech and all the things. And, you know, after this weekend, I felt there was a a shift internally with my process around uh, what's happening here. Because I definitely was triggered by Trump and seeing him, you know, in the debates and such. Initially, I was just appalled. And Having listened to and researched kind of the perspective of Trump supporters, I can really empathize with their choice and um, at the same time, of course, understand where people are coming from on Hillary's perspective and then, of course, the rest of society who, you know, decided to exercise their voice in another way or just not at all, not participate in the system. So I get it. I get it from all different perspectives and um, my own personal perspective rising out of this is that this is a really exciting time to be alive and we are 
you know, witnessing this perfect opportunity for us to really embrace and embody change in a way that our country has never yet known yet. Um, and, and to really kind of complete what we've started in the 60s, like all the seeds that we planted in that time about revolution and uh, civil rights and all of that, that it's kind of come to a head right now and we're seeing it and we're getting to see our collective shadow, you know, through this whole election process. And once we come into contact with that part of ourselves that exists in all of us, like you may look outside of yourself and hate your neighbor for voting for Trump, but we are all bigots. We're all racist. And we're all, you know, there's a piece of Jesus Christ and Hitler both, you know, at the same time living within us. We're all the atoms of the universe. That's my perspective. Um, it's just a matter of what we decide to express, you know, and what we give energy to. But we are the potential of the universe. So, you know, I think that there's potential for um, us to rise now with the awareness of our own inner darkness and not spiritually bypass anymore and say, it's going to be better, it's going to be better. It's, it may not. It may get really ugly for a while because it has to before the healing process can really take place. And I posted something on my Facebook page. I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but if you don't, you can friend me. It's, it's my personal page. I don't have a business page anymore. It's just Danielle Polgar. But um, Pluto and Capricorn, we're right in the midst of it, and it's time. I mean, this is a transformational death and rebirth of our structures and societies, and we've talked about this on the show. And now we're turning a corner, and, and we really are getting to see um, where we've given our power away to other people, and specifically the government, government officials, and, you know, how we look to others like one single person to be the leader for a country. That is just way too much responsibility. It's all of our responsibility to ensure, you know, our, all of our interests and rights are honored in this country and in this world. So I think this is awesome that we get to be a part of this change and this... Um, you know, it's an invitation to participate in life in a new way instead of just going about business as usual as we have done in every election prior. So this is a totally new beginning. Uranus is in Aries. It's time for a revolution. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't have any ideas. In fact, I feel like we're all in this place of chaos that precedes change and the void of the unknown because we don't know what's coming but we get to create that. We really get to create that. And if we really do that together, I mean, we can create something amazing. And it's gonna take some time, but I really think we could do it. So it's a little blurb about my experience over here. I've been with clients all day. It's been very peaceful in Santa Fe, even yesterday for the election. It was a very peaceful voting process and um, yeah, so would you like to counter my <laughs> story of peace and <laughs> harmony over here and excitement for change? Well, I, I think I feel the same. Uh, I don't think I don't feel that. Um, 
I chose last night to spend the election alone in my home. Uh, I spent the day talking to girlfriends on the phone who were not talking about the election, actually. Um, They were talking about their own personal lives. They were talking about internal revolutions that are occurring, which are very, very painful. Um, For example, one of my close girlfriends currently has Pluto in her 10th, the house of work on her midheaven. The midheaven will represent how we show up in a public way. And she, in the last couple of weeks, has lost all of her work, right? And she's got this new baby. And so she's kind of freaking out because, oh, and her south node is also there. So she's this woman who is very, very prone towards masculine energy, towards work and being the breadwinner. And life is like, no, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, 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 not anymore. Uh, Another girlfriend I spoke on the phone with, she's got Pluto occurring in her first house, in the house of identity, uh, and it's hitting her Venus, and she is really trying to figure out what what is her role in relationship. You know, first house is about identity, Uh, Venus is about uh, relationship, and of course it's opposing the seventh, so it's bringing in relationship with her big, massive transformation. Uh, the other girlfriend, it's bringing in cancer. The fourth, the opposite, her transformation. Um, uh, I spoke to another girlfriend as well. I don't remember what was going on with her, but regardless, uh, a lot of a lot of feelings of big, 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 big changes are happening in my life, and I cannot control them. And this was before, I, you know, I we didn't even bring up the election, and even though that was happening yesterday. Um, so to give this just a, a, a touch more context of why this is happening for people individually, why this is happening collectively, and and why it's showing up differently even for Danny and myself, um, is we've talked about it a lot, but let's just talk about it just very, very briefly again. And that is the fact that Pluto is the god of the underworld. He is the furthest planet out there in our solar system. He kind of represents, he represents the soil. So he represents, you know, the, the far reaches of our solar system into infinite galaxies. The soil, when you put a seed in it, represents the edge of our earth into the infinite abyss of earth, um, uh, to wherever that goes and whatever that looks like, right. Um, to massive, massive transformation. And so the last time Pluto was in Capricorn was in fact, when we became a country, uh, so, uh, what we saw when we were becoming a country was we left Britain. Uh, we left what we thought was an oppressive system, uh, with the monarchy of the British rulership, which is still to date fairly sick and fairly, um, um, I mean, it's a dominating uh, force in, in, in England and has been historically very, very destructive uh, throughout Europe and beyond. And so when when we came to America and, you know, killed every single indigenous person we could get our hands on and staked our claim that this was the new world, we did so saying that we want nothing to do with an oppressive culture, an oppressive um, hierarchy, 
And so uh, some of the events that we saw occur in the last time that Pluto was in Capricorn was, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the most notable event was when we dumped all of the tea from Britain into the Boston Harbor and we said, fuck you, England. Uh, and that was essentially it. This is what we call the American Revolution. And this was when we fought and killed uh, to be separate from the Commonwealth. Uh, so this is what it looks like. Um, just prior to that one, the 240 years prior to that, 245 years prior to that, 48, 248 to be specific, uh, Martin Luther... Uh, posts a document on the Catholic Church, and uh, what we see is that the Catholic Church that had been uh, historically one of the most dominant powers of force, um, of of ownership, of rulership, of dictating the, the civilians underneath it, um, uh, he said, this shit's fucked up. And so what we see then is a, a massive uh, uh, reformation, uh, revolution, reformation, we call it the reformation, um, whereby uh, Henry VIII says, uh, fuck the church, we're going to create the, the Church of England, whereby you can get divorced. And of course, then uh, th this all had to do with Henry wanting to divorce his first wife, and then ultimately marrying eight eight in total and cutting their heads off. Uh, I don't know. I, this is a funny joke. If you ever watched Sex in the City, uh, there's a really funny joke in it where they're like, yeah, you give Henry, <laughs> Henry the eighth head and he cuts yours off. <laughs> anyway, I like that joke. But anyway, so, so each time these things happen and we can go further into history, but we're not going to do that today. But what happens is Capricorn is the father and uh, we can look at it in a private way in our own personal life. Um, when we are learning to individuate from our father and our parents, because cancer of course is the polarity to, to Capricorn. So anytime Pluto is in Capricorn or cancer, we see massive national political structural breakdowns, um, for example, the last time Pluto was in Cancer was during the wars, uh, World War One, and during the the, the the just before World War Two, and and at the time of the suffragette movement, and when women were going to work for the first time because they had to, because all of the men were um, overseas and fighting, and women were going out into the workforce, and that's a very Pluto Cancerian revolution. Uh, which is still have has implications today, but then you can go ahead and look at your own private life and and think of the revolutions that occur within you individually, which are these moments when you realize your parents aren't going to give you the answers that your parents are not um, while they they treat you like a puppet right because you're the extension of them and they want you to be what they never got to be or or the residual um, inherited. Uh, behaviors, you know, whether it be enmeshment or addic addiction or um, righteousness or bigotry or whatever it is that you're inherited into your family, you go through a process throughout your life where you individuate and you say, I am not you. I own my life. I am in, I am in control of my life. And that is what happens every time Pluto moves into this mother-father placement in the sky, 
and he lasts there for, for years. He lasts there for, you know, about 20, 25 years. So what we see then on those global perspectives is the people fighting against the, the global mother and father. Uh, and that's what just happened. And nobody won <laughs> and nobody lost. Uh, I'm feeling today because I am surrounded by people. I know that Danielle hasn't really um, been out in civilization today. And even in Santa Fe, it's a quite different civilization than the rest of America, to be completely honest. But here I am. And I, you know, I, this morning I took a hike and I was encouraged and enthusiastic knowing about the astrological trends, but I came to Denver today and I walked into Trader Joe's and for any of you who have been to Trader Joe's, you know, typically you have to fight through people to get things. And there was maybe 10 people in the store today. Uh, there's very, very few people, um, on the roads. There are, um, the office building I work in, which is six stories is empty I might be one of the only people here working today. And uh, this feels like 9-11. So while Danny's feeling very, very hopeful and, and, and for very good reason, I don't want to say I'm not feeling hopeful, but I'm feeling very sad. Um, and, and, and I get to because... Um, um, because this is what death looks like, you know, and any astrologer I've been practicing this eight years, we've been seeing this coming. This is not even the beginning of the end. This is, there's much more to come of the crumbling of this global uh, system because we are now in a global tribe, so to speak. Uh, although many are fighting against that clearly. Um, I feel like, uh, things are about to get very, very, um, um, difficult. And I recognize the benefit to humanity from a astrological perspective when we're looking at it from a bird's eye view, um, when we can look at history as a spectrum and these, these phases, these revolutions, these evolutions within the human species. Um, but nevertheless, it's still a day of, of mourning, um, in the cities of America and uh, beyond uh, cities where you see a lot of different diverse cultures commune uh, cities where you see a lot of different religions commune um, um, cities where there is uh, um, this plethora, this, this smorgasbord of humans who have come to America to fulfill their dreams um, who are feeling defeated today that the things that their ancestors fought so hard to do to get us here um, uh, could be in vain. I don't know what's going to happen. So, so that's what I want to share. I want to just share a, a quick uh, historical aspect to it. Um, I want to share a quick, you know, personal aspect. That there's a lot more I'd like to say about it, but um, I feel hope. I do. I do because I think that the system is fucked and it's been fucked for a long fucking time for 2,500 years, really since the Romans came and raped and pillaged uh, the Western civilization um, and, and massacred the Greeks and so on and so forth and started hanging their crosses up everywhere. 
um, and saying that they were more powerful than any other uh, uh, thing, including nature, including astrology. Um, and they have built a culture that is what we are today and it doesn't work and it's fucked and it's broken and it needs to die. And for that, I'm grateful and I'm excited, uh, to see how this is going to unfold. But while it's dying, it's painful. You know, it's kind of like when my grandmother died, I, I was praying for her death because she was sick and she was old and she was not happy and she didn't want to be here anymore. Um, and we can now assist suicide in Colorado, which is fucking brilliant. Um, but but when she died, it sucked and it still sucks. So, so I think that this uh, event is going to, to just stir up every single minutia of emotion that each human has in their body, um, from hate to love, to hope, to joy, to, to fear, to anger, to, um, excitement, all the, all of the different emotions. I think they're all going to pop up here because that's what grief does. We have lost the system that had been built the last um, 248 years. But when, when Pluto comes back around into Capricorn, when we have a Pluto return, we know that everything will end. Um, statistically, uh, empires do not last um, past a Pluto um, return. They don't. The only empires that have lasted longer is the Roman Empire and then the Vedic Indian Empire at one point. I think there's a couple of Chinese empires that lasted a couple thousand years, but honestly, statistically, the the median year of of um, civilizations to dominate the the globe is 330, um, but really, for the most part, it's around 225 years that that civilizations are dominant. So uh, we have to say goodbye to what we we thought America was, and that for that that is sad. Um, so I, I'm done now. I have more to say, obviously, but um. I know. there's lots and lots to say. <laughs> and I just want to preface, I mean, thank you so much for all of your words, first of all, and, and for bringing in the historical context, because I think it's really important for people to see how these patterns continue to play out and how we repeat them. And, you know, there's always a different expression of how this energy shows up, but, um, really important to know that this is not unusual, that this has happened before historically, not necessarily in the U.S., but just in general in our human history. Um, and I also want to just acknowledge that I have Jupiter in the eighth house and I am an Aquarius rising. So the way I'm going to see things is definitely going to be a little bit different. And to me, transformation like thrills me to the bone. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I love change. I love challenges. And to like people, anybody else who has Jupiter in the eighth house could probably relate. It's kind of like death is, you know, a, a powerful place, you know, and it's a, a, an adventure even. It's a place of um, excitement and joy. And so that's where I'm relating to my process in this as well is, is looking, I mean, it might sound a little bizarre to many people who are in that place. And I don't want to discount anybody's emotions that are arising as a result, because I can certainly relate to the grief and the sadness of things not turning out the way we thought they would or hoped they would or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, I just don't have access to that emotion in myself. Uh, there's, I'm just accessing some other energy. And I guess what I'm seeing is just, um, you know, speaking to this Pluto return, we're really at the central middle point, the turning point of this transit. 
collectively. And this, of course, impacts, like you said, our global world, since we're all connected now through the internet. We're all, we all know that we're one, finally. Um, whether we accept that is another story. But we do acknowledge, like, we're all connected, um, <laughs> you know, through at least the internet. Technology um, is our connector. But Yes, lots of people are very uninterested in the idea that we are one. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we do live on right. one planet, everybody, right. just yeah. FYI. So, and of course, nobody who's listening to this is actually going to have that perspective that we're not one to a certain extent, Um, but we all breathe the same air. So anyways, um, Pluto just finished its, or it's on its way out from opposition to our natal sun as a country. So we're changing our identity of who we are anyways, you know, and, and then furthermore, we're going to have our Pluto return just as Uranus is starting to shift into Taurus in t- by 2020. So there's going to be a lot of changes. And this is like the lead up to that. You know, what do we need to do in order to be prepared for change of that caliber? We don't know, right? But this is the prelude. This is the introduction to it. And of course, change is scary. Um, so I, I definitely understand. And with Trump being who he is and people just not really getting, um, how this is possible. I, I mean, I, I just put it out there that like, in a way it's really great because it's showing us that anything is possible. If totally this guy can get elected, totally. um, you totally. know, yeah, possible. that was, that's, I think that's my greatest joy factor in this is if that can happen, the sky's the fucking limit, you know, like, and, and that's the, the, the best part about him winning is that the political system that we know is fucked up and corrupt and really does not have our best interest is dying. And that is epic. Right. And that is what all Trump people were seeing. I, you know, I think there's, there is the side to it, which is racist, which is um, residual from the Roman Catholic church, which is this white supremacy. You know, you, you watch the RNC time and time and time again, and it's all white men and, um, and it is the patriarch. And so for that, it's like, uh, but for the fact of everything else I listened to, cause I was watching both sides of this the whole time. I've, I've been watching as many conservative conservative news sources as I could get my hands on. Cause I want to like from a sociological astrological perspective, it's like, what's going on? You know, I don't, I don't think one side side is necessarily right or wrong. Um, and so I thought that, Oh, I really like their ideas because there is some truth to what they're saying. They're saying that we live in a fucking matrix now and that, you know, all of our information is out there and we've been spied on and we've, we've been stolen and nobody trusts our phones and nobody trusts our government. I mean, we're, we live in a time of deep distrust of power, deep, 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 deep distrust of power. And, and that's why he won. And for that, it's like, okay, well, that's kind of exciting that, that the masses did ultimately, you know, I think too, like when you watch people being interviewed last night, or even in these other interviews, I don't think that people who voted for Trump are necessarily racists. Um, not entirely. Um, and, and maybe they're not even necessarily religious, uh, 
I think more than anything, they are discouraged. And and I think the reason Hillary didn't win is because the other side is also discouraged. Um, and so for that, right, it's like, this is, this is the hope. Like if that can happen, anything yeah. can happen. And, and right, because this is, this is a, it's happening in the, in the U S but at this point, anything that happens anywhere is going to have global implications. Right. And, you know, when I saw the Brexit happen, you know, I stayed up all night and I was talking to British people about it and I did a little video about it. My first thought was Trump's going to win. Um, definitely. Uh, because it, it, what happened is I watched it in, in England and people were like, disbelieve, you know, I can't believe this happened. Oh my God. Oh my God. And of course it was the older generations who voted. Same story goes here. Like there, there was a pretty low millennial turnout here, which is kind of what people expected because there's such a, a deep apathy, a deep distrust anyway. Um, but you know, you saw all of a sudden these some, uh, what we would hope is waking up like, well, how we just ethnically cleansed our country. What does that mean about us? And what does that mean about our future? Mm-hmm. And you're seeing now revolts against it. And, and maybe we'll see revolts here. I have no idea how this is going to look, but it's a wake up call. Like, I don't think that the revolution is like <laughs> the Trump idea, you know, definitely not like mm-hmm. that's fucking unsustainable and, and totally insane. But um, but it is, it's the wake up call that the system's broken and people are now mad enough to, to, to do what they can to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And I think that this will be a global, like 2020, I don't think is going to be just about us. It's going to be a global, you know, takedown. I mean, if, you know, even as I was talking earlier, you know, one of the things that, seems to show it his itself time and time again. So for example, like we we've been in the age of Pisces the last 2,500 years. That's when we see Jesus show up. That's when we see the Buddha show up and Allah and the religious uh, dogmas show up in the world. And again, just another form of oppressing people, the people, and then a few kind of strong people at the top. Well, as we move into the age of Aquarius, the possibility here is that the people across the globe rise up. Exactly. Um, right. That this becomes truly a community, um, a self-sustaining global community. Uh, is that possible? Fuck. I have no idea. Have you ever seen the beach? Yeah. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I've, I did, I've watched it. I actually went to the beach in Thailand. Same here. Was... <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh, funny. Shit, really? Yeah. Yeah. When did you go? What year? 2004. I was there in 03. Wait, uh-huh. no, I was there in 04. What time of the year? Spring, I think. Oh, I was there in the summer. Or fall. Shit. We, we might have been in Thailand at the same time. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Wow. I mean, everyone, I'm sorry about my mouth, my dirty words today, but I don't, I don't fucking care. Um, I think we always use explicit language. So, But it's, today I'm like, really, yeah, it's okay. I'm not even, I'm sure nobody that. minds because they're using their own <laughs> explicit language today too. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I was, you know, smoking weed with my dad back in the day and uh, I was in maybe high school or college or something. We were watching it and we like had this like, you know, epic conversation that lasted over the course of the last, you know, about two or three days. 
And the reason I watched it over and over again, and the reason I went there is because the idea was like these people were desiring to build this utopic society and they couldn't because there was humans in said utopic society. So, you know, that's my fear is, yeah, maybe we can do this, but can we, like, can we truly live in a civilization where there aren't a few at the top? I, that I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know the answer yeah, to that. So. I mean, it'll be a whole new reality that we haven't, we've never really experienced before because it is a new age, right? And we've been in the age of Pisces or living that out or transitioning for quite a while. And, um, I, you know, it's just hard to see what that's going to look like. And I don't think that it's, it's, you know, kind of looking into the future and seeing this beautiful utopia. I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen, but we're going to do, we're going to need to do something to actually sustain us here as a species. So we're going to have to join together just like in our own biology, in our own bodies, um, anytime healing needs to happen, you know, your body kind of joins forces with other, you know, cells and whatnot and, and works together to heal the disease, you know, and, and that's what we need to do. Again, this is going back to that amazing book, Spontaneous Evolution, which brings in the biological factor, the micro and the macro, and it's phenomenal. But, um, God, I was going to say something that you were speaking about and I just totally lost Can there be... Can there be a human civilization without leaders at the top? Oh, well, I mean, I think my, my guess would be that there would be groups of people and different, you know, leaders who lead different groups or people who share the role of leadership. Like it, it's something that we all kind of take on at different stages um, or well, for different purposes, can there, you know, can there be leadership without corruption then? Right. Well, I mean, that's the interesting piece that I think we're really looking at right now right. because, um, power and corruption seem to go very closely together because we haven't, I don't think humans have really skillfully learned how to utilize their power. Um, and there's some kind of weird, darkness that comes alongside of that, you know, that creation destruction energy. And that's Pluto. Right. Um, so there's that potential to be like, oh yeah, I've got this, this godlike power inside of me to create. And at the same time, this strong desire to destroy or this kind of cause and effect, I, I would even guess of like, while I'm creating this thing, this other thing needs to be destroyed. And, um, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that and, you know, who's really running the show and there's a secret society of a small select few who are, you know, <laughs> creating and puppet, puppeting everything. And yeah, that could totally be possible for sure. And I think might, that's the story that drove <laughs> the Trump revolution is right? the conspiracies. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Rough. And it's, it, can I just, I, can I interject something really quickly? The thing that I found so fascinating about this election was the double standards. Um, oh my God. Like everything that each candidate or party or whatever was, was saying was bad about the other one was literally things that they were also doing simultaneously mm -hmm. at the exact same time. Like, um, for example, 
uh, we, we liked to talk about Donald Trump and his lewd language, right? And, and how he, the grabbing of the pussy and all that stuff, which was very, very challenging to hear. Um, even though I think most of us recognize that um, people do talk like that. I just, <laughs> we never heard a, somebody in that position talk like that. Even if somebody in that position has talked like that, which I would imagine they have, because we know that the the men who have led this country in the past have, have certainly held out and had affairs and, and have been accused of this and that, but we heard it. So that was different, but it was really interesting because I was watching them, the conservative news source, and they were at this rally with like Jay-Z and Beyonce and all these rappers and, and it, it, it was pretty funny. Like the rappers, like here's Hillary who is being rallied by these people and these guys come out and they're like, I own you bitch. Like I fuck you. Right. And they're just like, and I'm like, talk about lewd. And that's what the conservative news sources were saying. Like they're calling Trump lewd, but then, you know, she's being rallied by people who have literally propagated like one of the more disturbing approaches towards women with the videos and the language, the violent language in, in those, in that music, which, you know, could be argued as music and artistry or whatever, I guess, but it, it's just funny, like the double standard of it, like both, both are participating in lewd language, mm-hmm. <laughs> both are, are part of scandals of se- sexual scandals, both are part of, um, the things that they just so, so deeply hated about one another. Uh, so it, it was, it was, it's always been this whole election, like, God, which one, seriously, which one is worse? And, and I think that no matter who had won last night, I think that, I think the country would still feel relatively somber this morning. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't super attached to the outcome of either, to be honest, but, um, I think I, I, that yeah, Trump I supporters would have been devastated that, and there would have been a whole backlash of that. And well, people who yeah. voted for Hillary because she's the lesser of two evils are like, eek, I hope I made the right choice, you know? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, you know? Because there's, like you said, there's, there's just been this total lack of trust. And mm-hmm. I think what it really comes down to is this need for us to take back our power, and mm-hmm. see how we've given that away to other people and how we really need to own that. And it starts small. You know, it's like, well, how do I do that? It's just doing it in your daily life and, and seeing what that feels like to own that mm-hmm. shit in your own family mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. you know, in your own community and starting small and then mm-hmm. seeing how those changes make uh, an, an impact on the greater you know, humanity and it will over time and real change just takes a long time. The evolutionary process does take time. So we have to be patient with ourselves in this journey to say, okay, we don't know what the fuck just happened. We don't know where we're going. And, um, all right. I, you know, pop a beer and like, get ready because you know, what does that even mean? Get ready. I don't even know. Cause it's just, it's, it's going to have to be a, let's see how this goes. But the thing is, it, it probably would have been that way with Hillary anyways, you know? Yeah, But the exactly. only thing is, she was just more familiar. So yeah. I think that that just led people to think like, oh, she's done this before. She knows what she's doing. But it's even better. Now we're with somebody who has no experience being a politician. I mean, kind of he's naturally a politician, but, you know, a businessman. And bringing that in um, 
to our political system and just seeing what happens as a result and, and really everybody like trusting that this would not be happening if it wasn't meant to happen. It just wouldn't Absolutely. have unfolded this I way. I agree with that. So I embrace that. it, you know, it's as hard as it is because it is hard and I get it. He's a scary dude. He's a fucking time bomb. I don't know how other countries are going to respond to him and whatnot, but, um, there's a lot of freedom when you say, like, I'm not in control here. There is something larger beyond government, you know, that created this experience that we're all having. And, and just trust that you're here for this time in, in space for a purpose um, and really align with that purpose, whatever that is. And it's not too small, whatever, you know, impact you make in the world. So, Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think too, yeah. Um, you know, I know you had written something, put it on Facebook. I had written a little article as well, uh, that you guys can find on Facebook as well. And, and right. I think that the opportunity here for us personally is to see those double standards, right. Is to see how, you know, (laughs) I can, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of ironic when people post this stuff on Facebook. I, I totally understand the anger and, and all of that. I really, really do. But it's, it is kind of, it's a, it's again, it's a double standard. I don't know if that's the right verbiage to use, but whatever. When you post something that says, you know, all Americans are racist, I can't believe, or, you know, or whatever that in itself is a racist comment. Um, or like anybody who voted for Trump is a piece of shit. Like that's Mm -hmm. a racist comment. Yeah. And so we saw it in the, the candidates, like how they were owning their dark side and they were displacing it onto the other. And we, I mean, in in my lifetime, this is basically how politics has always worked. It Mm -hmm. just was heightened this time around. Um, but right. I think it is like, you know, I, I think we've talked about this in the sh- on the show before, but we have to check ourselves. Like we really have to check ourselves when we, you know, I think I used the example in a recent episode when I had a boss who stole my social security and took out debt under my name and frauded me. He took advantage of me. Um, in order to neutralize that, like I was mad and I like, I still don't like, like this person and I don't want to do business with this person, but I I really had to look at how have I frauded people and how have I, um, taken advantage of other people, including him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's always both like, we, th- this is, this is <laughs> as Pluto Libra people once again, mm-hmm. and we're, this is what we will preach about on this podcast forever. As long as we have this podcast is this bridge that it's always fucking both. And, and yes, we, everyone grieve, mourn, do what you need to do. Like I totally, totally support that. Like I am a grief therapist. When shit goes down, it is painful. People respond to it in all kinds of ways through anger, through denial, through sex, through drinking, through whatever, and I, I, I support that. And at some point, regardless of what happens tomorrow and what happens like 5 million years from now, if humans should live that long, um, we, 
we have to recognize that we are evil and good inside. And you said it before, and we've said it in episodes before, that we are Donald Trump and we are Hillary. And that Mm -hmm. was what was so interesting about this election is I really listened to both. Yeah, same here. And for the first time. For the first time, Mm -hmm. totally. Because things are falling apart. It was like, so what's really going on? What's going on? Yeah, Yeah. like really, I want to understand this from, Mm -hmm. you know, the root. And I think, you know, what I've come to realize too is that in – projecting onto other people and saying like, oh, I hate that, or you're wrong and I'm right. You know, the, the, the underlying message here for everybody to know is that we all want the same things. We mm-hmm. really do. We're all actually a lot more similar than we are different. And once we really come to accept that, I think that we'll be able to be less defensive about where we're standing on certain things. Like, you know, being able to recognize like, oh, I can, you know, and and stepping over into your neighbors or the opposition's viewpoint and just trying to feel into their experience. I think that that's also a gift or a blessing of that, you know, that could come from this whole journey of, you know, really seeing the opposing energies, you know, especially even in masculine and feminine form in front of us in this election. And, if you can get to a place inside of yourself where you can be a detached, uh, you know, witness to what's happening and not get so Mm -hmm. pulled into the drama because our ego is like so ready to dive in there with the drama. Mm -hmm. So ready because it's such a great distraction from the joy of living and from what our real Mm. truth is here on this earth. Um, it, the the drama is so appealing. I mean, that's like a tenant in Buddhism, right? Like you're just going to like get off the path by just following that and being attached to it. And so whenever you see stuff on Facebook, just pay attention to your body. Like what happens to you when you're reading these posts on Facebook? Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? And get in touch. Why are you drawn it. to it? Why are you drawn to it? Right. Mm-hmm. Because if it's triggering anger in you or something like that, then it's reflecting something that's living inside of you. It's just bringing light to that. It's, it's a mirror. And, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's great because then you it can bring that to your awareness. You can bring compassion and forgiveness to it and say, it's okay. I'm not a perfect human. I do have anger and rage inside of me and I'm pissed or I'm really devastated or I'm really like inspired, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling that you're attracting into your world, um, to just acknowledge all of that and, and not feed into the drama or the negativity because one way we can bring more light into this world as Edith Wharton has said is to, there are two ways, two ways of spreading the light to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. So it's either you shining your light out into the world or being the person who's reflecting that light and reflecting that light from the place of, I know my darkness and I've seen it. I've seen it and I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with your darkness and not fighting people on it. This doesn't have to be a war. I keep seeing those words. I'm going to fight against this and I'm going to, you know, and it's like, well, wait, we don't need more of that. You know, let's not come at this with so much resistance. Maybe there's more of an invitation to open up to what's happening and to soften around, you know, the pain and the fear and the anxiety that's happening and say like, wow, you know, this is, this is a big deal that we're like all changing and and evolving at such a rapid pace. And what are we going to do about this? How are we going to help each other? 
how are we going to lean on each other, right? Um, so let's try as a collective, if we can, to be less reactive and kind of turn on our response, like, which is a little bit of a softer vibration. It's a little bit more capable of listening to others and, you know, being able to see things from a new perspective. And I think that if we continue to do that, we'll be better off, you know, in being able to take this change and actually make something of it constructively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mirrors, the mirrors, mirrors. it's like so weird. We're in a hologram and a matrix Mm -hmm. and all the things. It's like, what? This is crazy. Well, and that's a, that's just like the interesting timing of this all too, you know, kind of, as I was saying at the beginning, I, you know, I was like talking to all my, you know, my tribe of girls yesterday, you know, I'm really trying to hold their hands at these really huge apexes of change. It just happens to be that Pluto is at 15 degrees. Pluto, the degrees obviously of the constellations are 30. Um, so when we hit the 15 degree point, it is the, it's the apex. It's the middle way point of of that transformation, uh, whatever that might be, whatever, whatever particular thing that is. And so, you know, really looking at then from a whole sign perspective, especially, and that's why I like whole sign is, you know, then, so we're going through this, this thing that started happening in 2008 in this global way. And we just happened to have election right at this turning point. Exactly. But in addition to every single individual on planet earth going through their own deep epic transformation on a structural level of their lives. I mean, it's, it's a lot, (laughs) you know, and I think, you know, part of the reason people are getting on Facebook and and talking about this is just purely for the communal aspect of it. Like, do you feel my pain? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. You know, I feel you. I feel you. Like this is this is a sad day. You know, it 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 is. And for some people it's a great day. And but when you feel the internal disruptions that uh you're feeling in addition to the collective global ones, that's it's just a lot. It's a lot in one day, in one period of time. Um it's just a lot. It's, it's a lot. It is. And, but isn't it awesome though? I mean, even in seeing people share their, you know, their sentiments about what's happened, I keep seeing so much that, you know, like, it's okay, everybody, we're going to be okay. Or like love, you know, like I'm going to love I'm, and it, and it, it really is like bringing the best out of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and tragedy has a way of doing that. Um, just like nine 11, nine 11 was like phenomenal. I was in New York and I was like, Holy fuck, this place is amazing. I'm so proud to be a New Yorker. Oh my God. Like we're all coming together, lighting candles, vigils, all these things, singing songs, Kumbaya. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is, that shows us our perseverance as, um, a collective, you know, that, no matter what happens, we're going to stick together. We're going to survive. We're going to make it work. We've lasted this long on planet earth with so many different, you know, catastrophes and such to have to, and calamities to deal with. And we'll face more, obviously, you know, it'll just get more complicated, but we have that, that survival mechanism, mechanism within us. Um, and also that place within us that allows us to, um, tap into that reservoir of love, 
when we need it, which is really the source of all creation, I think. So um, I don't know. I think that that's a beautiful piece of what's showing up that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. witnessing. Yeah. And I think that's a really good place to even complete this conversation is that yeah. we've said it once. We'll say it again. But love is God. Yes. It just is. It's, you know, in the, in the article I wrote, the title is, thank you, Donald and Hillary. I love you both. Yes. <laughs> and I wrote this yesterday before I saw that. Uh, thank you all for that, that happened. And, and the reason for that was we always, the human mind adapts, man. It's challenging when it, when it goes through the change, but it adapts. It just does. And and we always look back and we're grateful. I mean, like I've, I've had, I would argue, and it sounds like quite a few other people I've talked to in addition to clients and friends, but I would say like the last, like, I don't know. I don't remember when my dog died, like July or something. And I, I completely spaced that time, but let's say, let's call it June or July or something to that effect. I've had a tough time, you know, I've had a, I've had one fucking challenge after another and, and a lot of things have not been working out. And the other day I was here at my office in Denver and one of my office mates walked by and he's an EMDR therapist and he's like, what's going on? You don't look well. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like nothing's working. I feel like God's against me. You know, it's like every time I try to get up and like make life happen, it's like, I feel like I get hit in the face and pushed back down and this and that. And he's like, he's like, well, you can, it's time to heal that then, you know, it's time to actually work on healing that. And, and so I started doing this EMDR and it's like way more powerful than I uh, gave it credit. Uh, Cause um, it just says, and it's like, yeah, everything has stopped working in my life because it isn't working anymore. Uh, and it's leading me to this place of like revelations within myself and digging up things that are buried in my psyche that are no longer serving me and really seeing like, wow, this is my pattern. And I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. And especially since I started doing the EMDR, it's like, I feel free. I feel like, and I want to keep doing it. I want to focus on, Mm -hmm. on healing my mind and, and, and relinquishing myself from the, the traps and the prisons and the slavery which are my mind. Mm-hmm. I want to have free will. I want to, to make choices from a, a, as much of a conscious space as humanly possible. And, and it's like, Oh yeah, well this didn't work out. And you know, I can even look back on relationships and be like, Oh, that relationship didn't work out. But every time then you meet somebody new, it's like, Oh, thank God that relationship didn't work out because this person is like so much better suited for me and they're a new uh, evolution stage for me and they're kicking me into this new place of needing to learn all these new things and it's like we always the human mind will always has the ability to always look back and see the trauma the the catastrophe the wound as as medicine for growth and 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 that is love it's it's gratitude Gra- gratitude and, and love like that's god that's god mm-hmm. you know so absolutely so as, as we watch it burn, um, and like I say, in my article, it might not be tomorrow and it might not be in 10 years. It might be in 20 or 30 or a hundred. I have no idea, but we're going to look back and be grateful. This happened. Absolutely. And you know, I'm not even going to just say it, but <laughs> I think 
that we may actually have to eat some of our words <laughs> with okay. this Trump guy. Yeah. Because he may actually be capable be great. Yeah. of doing what has not yet totally. been done. Totally. So totally I'm just going to put it out there. And I'm also going to say, you know, I totally resonate with what you're talking about because, and this is also to speak to Pluto, which is obviously the main character of this conversation. Pluto <coughs> is a badass and it make like Pluto transits are hard. They're really yeah. fucking hard, but there's always that promise of rebirth and, and empowerment you, and empowerment. And like, once mm-hmm. you get that and once you like, see it for what it is, it's, it can become like your greatest ally, you know, and, and aligning with that force. Um, and I know from my own experiences, like I had Pluto opposing Venus while I was going through my Saturn return and that fucking sucked, but I do not approach relationships or love or my values in the same way. And I'm so grateful that that old storyline doesn't exist anymore so that I can have a completely new expression Absolutely. and understanding of how I can love in this lifetime. Absolutely. So, this, oh my God, you know, totally. I mean, so it's, it's, it's all there for us, everybody. We have this gift that is, is coming up, but we're going to have to go through some shit to get to the other side. We are the hero's journey, you know, in action constantly. So let's, you know, help each other out and, um, yeah, be the force you- of love, be God for each other. You know what would be a really good episode is the hero's journey. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And we can actually um, link them what's happening right now in the consciousness with the hero's journey because I think it's it's shocking how many people don't know about that, even though it is literally the center of every story that has ever been told, and it is literally why Star Wars exists, Exists, which is Um, the ultimate. (laughs) But nobody knows who Joseph Campbell is, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's so funny. I was just talking to a group of young people this weekend about that, and they didn't know what it was. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so bad because I mean, of all of the 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 avatars whom have graced us with their presence on this planet joseph campbell is at the top of the list like he is what a brilliant mind that man is was um so yeah that might be kind of fun i would love to keep tying this in and 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 yeah i you know i gotta say danny i feel much better after this conversation um it doesn't mean i won't still walk off and have to look at the world around me and um, yeah. not see that. But I think I do feel like, you know, maybe we can continue with this podcast to foster this love and gratitude mm. and, and hope um, and explain to people the who, how, why, and what of all of it as well. Yes. So I think that is our duty as astrologers to uh-huh. show uh-huh. what is going on and how we can work with it. Yeah. So I think that's great. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And um, we really appreciate your support as always. And we're Mm -hmm. just sending you so much love as always. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say before we close? No. Yeah. Nothing but love for each and every one of you, even though some of you make me look at my deep, dark shadow places. Thank you for making me do that. Yes. And, um, and yeah, nothing but love. All love. So. Peace.